What up, what up? It's Indie Advent coming at you with the Private Suite Magazine interview series. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. He goes by Neon95. Welcome to the show. How's it going, my friend? I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm happy to have you. It's an absolute pleasure. Big fan. <laughs> yeah, and me on your guys' end as well. Love you guys. Love you, what you guys do. So Sweet. The the magazine right or the honestly podcast, the or magazine both? the podcast like private suites whole thing is like definitely one of the bigger inspirations of me being like hey man maybe i should take this a little more seriously <laughs> oh dude that's so cool of you to say that's awesome i mean it that's so awesome man like that's i don't know i'm uh it makes me feel warm inside i'll let everybody know it was the holidays you know yeah <laughs> the people that exactly got my hot my hot cocoa beverage here it's not it's it's booze i'm a liar but i do like i do like the idea of a hot cocoa beverage with like mittens on you know i do and you know splash you could splash a little brandy in there you know let's let's be honest (laughs) have a little (laughs) i'll do it all right i'll do it yeah (laughs) okay so how's how's everything man What, what have you been up to lately like uh well, life uh, it's it's been good man uh you know i mean i i don't know if everyone really does as an artist but i do have my day job that goes on i actually uh i make sandwiches i work at jimmy john's and uh oh cool it's cool it's fun man it's fun it's real you know very uh low intensity job where i can kind of come home and do my music and uh do any of the other stuff i do with like my my business and everything so kind of gives me that freedom to do all that so it's kind of nice you don't have to take your work home with you so to speak yeah i can't i shouldn't i some people do i some i do have to sometimes that's cool man like you just zone out and like craft the perfect sandwich like mise-en-scene style oh yes oh yeah it's sandwich art is like yeah that's a thing is that is it mise-en-scene no that's a film thing right it's garmage that's what it is oh sorry yeah mise-en-scene what is mise-en-scene I, I fucking, anybody who's uh into filmmaking right who wants to google this <laughs> yeah i just googled it the arrangement of scenery on stage properties in a play the setting and surrounding so yeah the mise-en-scene so it's just the feel the vibe yes the mise-en-scene but also gar manger manger it's french for like sandwich art and stuff i think Re- okay so i did that one i didn't know Cool, well-ventilated area where cold dishes and other prepared food are stored under the refrigeration. So it's like, yeah, plating food nicely, making a nice sandwich, and then putting it in a thing. Wow. Yeah, I did that for a little while, too. Okay. That's how I know. Of course, yeah, French would make sense. I mean, we do French bread, you know? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) American French bread, let's be honest. It's, but, yeah, quotes, there's quotes in there. But yeah, that's a great great start to the show two new french words or sayings for people right we're we're teaching people stuff right we're out here man (laughs) we pushing it oh yeah so uh where you at if you don't mind saying oh um well actually i reign from the city of chicago been here my whole chicago yeah yeah and cool and it's actually very comforting to see especially on twitter chicago artists coming out chicago like oh, big time. chicago vaporwave is a thing and that's pretty awesome i never thought that would be a thing yeah there's there's a couple people there's like four people at least that i know from there 
Oh yeah. And some shows going on too, right? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, when I, when I was looking around, I mean, I think someone had to tell me equip was from Chicago, which blew me away. So I think <laughs> I was just like, yeah. well, I, I mean, it's such a small world in vapor. It's like, Oh yeah. Once you make the realizations, sometimes it's like, well, serious. Like a lot of people live in Toronto. I had no idea. Yeah. And you, I mean, I, I was talking that when I first started out, I was talking to people from Australia. So I always thought like vaporwave is a very across the ocean thing, <laughs> to be honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's right at home too. And that's very comforting. It's honestly one of the reasons I started to get more serious as well. I was like, well, let's make some friends, you know? Like, yeah. And you got, and you got some, some show, a lot of shows in North America you could go to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Have you Especially, done any live, uh, any live shit for me or are you? Yeah, have you performed? Um, yeah, um, I actually, it was weird. I I did like a little DJ set the other night at a hotel. It was like a more private party in a hotel, which is pretty pretty fun. Um, got to play like dude, my, that's cool. My original sounds music, classy, right? Yeah, like it was cool because like I I played my original music during like dinner, like they were just eating some dinner or whatever. And I was like, okay, no one's dancing, so I'm just gonna play some of my like Homer stuff. And yeah, it was, it was great. It was a hit. <laughs> and I was just like, cool, so, tight sick yeah <laughs> yeah that's fun and everyone's got their like wine glasses and shit um but other than that i'm trying like yeah 2020 especially i think would be great to to play more uh established mm-hmm. shows yeah you're, you're not coming to a central area um i want to i mean i i felt bad for even missing the first two electronicons i mean i watched that i watched all those youtube videos like in tears of just like dude vaporwave's a thing uh, you know like yeah whoa mm-hmm. i mean i because i'm a warp tour kid too as well i don't know if that's another question out there but i grew up as war nice kid, so same oh yeah so i, I went mean, to this... the last one in canada it was so sad oh man yeah I heard about that and I was like, no, nah, that's a, that's a generation ending. It is. Whole that's, thing. That's, that's my life. That's who I am. That's where I came from. I don't meet anybody that listens to pop punk or anything anymore. Even punk. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really far and like far between for sure. Mm-hmm. Like less than vapor. That's, uh, that's, that's weird. Hmm, yeah. I was going to say in Chicago, it's a little, I definitely think I would say pop punk is still a little bit alive here, which is kind of nice. I definitely know some kids I grew up with still blasting, like hit the lights, like newfound glory sometimes, you know, and I'm like, okay, nice, man, like brings me back. But then, but yeah, Vaporwave has been, uh, it's definitely one thing where it's like, I don't think I can go to any club right now and find anyone that knows. That's, that's pretty. Yeah. Club. Yeah. The, the electronic scene is, is pretty, it's permeated the culture quite a bit. Oh yeah. Sure. Like there's no rock music anymore. You never notice that. Oh, and and that's a big, you know, I, being a '90s kid, like that's a huge thing I've noticed. Is oh, rock it is my heart, dude. Mainstream. <laughs> I feel like an old man now. Right? Yeah. It's. I mean, it's, it's sad. Like no lot, no r- instruments. Like that's what I want to see. People playing, perfecting their craft. Yeah, and you know what? That's a big, a big thing I liked about Equip. I'm actually a huge fan of is that he just gets up there with yeah. guitar, like yeah, go you, go <laughs> Show you. some kids that we can still do that. <laughs> have you ever have you listened to Tokyo Wanderer at all? I haven't. Sounds Ooh, cool. Check check that shit, out. dude. Come to come to Essential. Tokyo's playing. 
I might be doing like a little vocal spot as well during their show, which I'm super stoked for. Because oh, I sang great. on the record. Um, and then the singer for some of the other songs can't make it. So I might, I might, I, I'm going to be there already. So I might as well, right? All right. Yeah. But they, they have the guy who writes that stuff. He's a bassist and he plays bass and he writes the bass, records the bass. And they got a sick guitarist. He's so good. Joao, shouts out to you if you're listening, my friend. Yeah. They're going to be at Essential and uh, they're going to be bringing the house down, yo. You should come yeah, out. I, dude, honestly, I, I might even get a couple of my buddies that are like Baber heads and go out there, man. It's It looks stacked. <laughs> it looks For sure, stacked. man. And I think they there might be, I don't know. I sh- Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any extra room. It's possible, but there is room at the tape swap. So I could probably get you in there if it doesn't fill up. Man, that would be, that'd be pretty gnarly. I would come if that happened. I would definitely. We have some very special performances at the tape swap already so it it would be cool i think it would be a cool experience oh sure yeah that would be great yeah i've been definitely loving those tape swaps got some artists coming out just to sign shit yeah yeah well so but you didn't go to any tape swaps did you i haven't yet i've been seeing a lot of this man i'm i feel bad i'm just a guy in this computer just looking at everything (laughs) yeah happened so did you see did you see my video uh with the interviews it was the first tape swap. Oh, the first tape swap. I'm pretty sure that's the one of the ones I just like. That was the ones I was watching. <laughs> like, okay, just yeah. in awe of yeah, like that. Because you know, for me again, like I, I'm kind of just. I guess in the last couple of years, like new to seeing vaporwave actually grow into a real scene. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like my first introduction of vaporwave, especially ever, live, is like I don't. I mean, just in the sense of like. And like even hearing the word or whatever, obviously floral shop was like first thing shown to me. It had to be, mm-hmm. um, but it was just this thing. I was like, this is like an internet gem. This is just this kind of side genre that actually does care about, I don't know, instrumentation in the sense of future funk artists. And like, you know, just having kind of the dance music that has any real instruments in it. I was so blown away. And then hearing things sampled in the most interesting and just, incredible ways combinations yeah yeah and i was like you know find anything years later seeing it become this real thing in front of my eyes i was like okay wow this is just it's so like it's inspiring i would say just like to see something like i like so much just grow in front of my eyes like almost like thinking like in the 70s how psychedelic rock grew i bet you there were some kids that are like oh this is a real thing now i can just go to woodstock and enjoy my favorite bands like with my friends yeah Oh, that must have been huge. That's a crazy feeling, I feel like. Yeah. Everyone was so repressed before. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and they and they still are listening to that regular music, not vaporized music. Yeah. A bunch of noobs, right? Bunch of noobs. Double zero noobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I still I say I say noobs. Whatever. It's it's my thing. That's gamer cool. culture right there, man. Did you ever did you, did you ever watch a show called Pure Ownage? Pure no. ponage. Oh no! Uh, Why does that sound familiar? It's the best. Open a new tab on your computer. Are you at it? Yeah, You're at it. Oh. Check that shit out. It's my. It's like my favorite show ever. Uh, I quote it all the time. Like pure ownage is my life. It's the greatest shit ever. Taking news to school since two thousand four. That's what. Two thousand four. Oh my god. Yeah, it makes me feel old. <laughs> okay. Well, those were some great tangents. 
uh, let's 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 get into the show, I guess. All right. Um, There's the show going on. But but definitely speaking of shows, come to Essential, please. You'll it's a three day thing. You're gonna freak out. Like, and I live here, man. We'll chill out. Yeah, it'll be dope. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Man. I actually might. I'm really considering that because <laughs> I saw how stacked that line. And I got, I got you a spot at the tape swap performing if you want one. And you could sell merch. That would be sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably actually by that time I should have some merch going on, especially. As the kids say, let's take this offline. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, so tell me w- about Neon 95. What, what is it? Like, what are you trying to do with this project? Um, so, yeah, that's a big thing. So, uh, but I have thought about this a lot um, because it is, to me, Neon 95 is this oiled up pumping machine of just everything I would always expect it to be just explained as like a projector, a projection, I should say, of 90s culture and entertainment in this, like, just like the energy of that. Dude, how did I, how did I not put that together, man? You got the 007, James Bond, GoldenEye, 007, Nintendo 64 video game. Love that game. (laughs) Pokemon. And I guess that's all like the references, but just the aesthetic with Paradise Simulator and Midnight Magic. Yeah. Like that's all and, you know, hard nineties uh, fashion Magic. and shit. Yeah, that's an interesting one because like a lot of people it's 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 a deeper one. You kind of have to look at it real hard and listen to it really deeply, but it's actually the entire album uh has a nineties computer fan behind it. So you're actually playing the entire album on a nineties Windows ninety five computer. Which is fun. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, like so, an actual physical fan and the sound yeah. that that type I took of a field recording hardware made? Yeah, I <laughs> took a field recording of it <laughs> and just put it, just slapped it. And it's fun because it's it's really something. Yo, that's so vapor, yo. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's really something where I love, like even about other artists that's inspired me is in the sense of uh, just being able to stop a, stop a song and feel like you you just jumped out of a world for a second. Like you like space out. Like that's what I like to do with my music is almost make people space out a bit. Because it is. It's a very atmospheric and it draws you into this world that's slightly mm-hmm. fabricated of a time that really happened, which is more of like a rose colored glasses version of the nineties. Yeah. Right. Wow. That that's that's a great sound bite. <laughs> I'm going to use that for our like Twitter. We do like a video thing where we take a soundbite and we put the words on the, on the video. Oh, okay. Nice. I'm going to do that. That'd yeah, be that's great. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. So like, how did you discover vapor? Why did you decide to make it? I guess you, you talked a little bit about it. Like what was the right. first thing? Um, so and again, where does your musical shop, uh, yeah, training shop come from as well? Okay, yeah, just go, yeah, go, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, yeah, Floral Shop was shown to me and whatever. And that, I wouldn't even call that my first, like, you know, experience where I wanted to make it. But it definitely made me want to listen to more. I was like, this is a cool, like, weird way of music where it's like, obviously a sampled track from an 80s artist. But like, to, to a, a whole, it, it kind of creates a whole nother world, like I said before, where you're kind of fabricating mm-hmm. an existence, which is very interesting to me. Someone like me that's always been into that kind of like thing. I'm like I'm very imaginative, even since I was a kid. Like I was 
I had maybe had like hundreds of toys when I was a kid, literally spread out through my living room, little like games going on with certain ones, little, like I have movies in my head that I'm creating. Like I was, I literally was over creative. It was insane. So like, that sounds so cool. I'd love to see like a, a reimagining of that in a film or something. I can picture it now. Oh man. Parents coming be- in, stepping on them. Dude, oh, uh, that's so real. It's so real with that stuff too. Cause I mean, I, I was that kid. I would like run to the other room and leave all those toys there for like a little too long. You know, my parents walk in and they're like, come on, you know, like there's just hundreds of toys here. <laughs> Put it back where you got it from. Yeah. You have a box. Put it where you let where. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. But yeah, those so were the days the going into days. that. It just kind of, uh, Got me into, you know, the vaporwave scene. And then it got me into St. Pepsi, which I'm a kid. I, you know, when I heard that name, St. Pepsi, I was a little kid, little 90s kid drinking Pepsi every day. I was like, my go-to pop was Pepsi. It's a very close aesthetic to me. So Ooh. that was like, St. Pepsi, all right. Like, I like what you're what talking about, about. Crystal Pepsi? And pff, yeah. Um, Did you ever have that? What? Crystal Pepsi? Yes. Yeah. You have? Oh, oh yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. I like maybe one time as a kid, but I was one of those people that like went out and got it when I came back. I had to. Yeah. I was like, I just got to remember. And honestly, it's like the weirdest. It's one of the weirdest things I've done. It's very strange still to this day. You don't normally do that. Did you get a case? Uh, no, I, I got like, cause uh, my gas stations would actually have like bottles of it. So I'll just like grab a bottle. Cool. Come chill on it oh we didn't we never got it in canada i don't think um, oh yeah it's it, drinking pepsi and then drinking that afterwards which i have you know you kind of have to do the comparison it's so it does taste different people want to say it tastes exactly the same it's a little different you it would know right? almost like tricks your I, maybe it's <laughs> visual it like tricks your mind could be it's strange could be crystal pepsi but i read you the, the aesthetic is close to your heart but yeah i mean vaporwave you know <laughs> vapor yo yeah vaporwave that's well that's cool man that's that's awesome and then i wanted to know about your like musical production as well like how did you learn how to do that did you already know or did you learn because you wanted to make vapor um so with that um going back to when i was like the warped tour kid i was obviously in bands um and i've actually it's actually hilarious how many people in Vaporwave realized that were just bassists and metal bands that made Vaporwave projects. A lot of bass players. A lot. And I'm a bass player. So that's why I mean, <laughs> mentioned, yeah, like I started off playing bass, like for Red Hot Chili Peppers bands, like type, mm-hmm. you know, like Foo Fighters when I was a kid, like, like all just like, rock, of rock. And then like went to pop punk, you know, the Warped Tour scene nice um, and that's and you know like yeah, i we gotta share studios, some pop like all over the country like it just i've seen so many engineers kind of do like what i'm even doing now with production and everything to where i just kind of picked it up and i was like okay like i for so many years i've like known how to pick up metal recordings and stuff that's what i kind of did with vaporwave i started watching people i was like oh this is kind of just where you resample these songs to make you know like cutting it up here. And I love chopping screwing too. Like that's like my thing. Love it. Yeah. Love pacing things where they don't belong just to see if it'll make something cool. Like cool. If it works. Yeah. It's like definitely a, I would say a big neon 95, uh, you know, 
lesson one, <laughs> paste things where they don't belong. <laughs> yeah. See outside. That's where you mm-hmm. start. But yeah, so it's just been, yeah, that, that early metal scene would probably be a, like a big helper of my production. I feel like that would be mostly recording instruments, though, and mixing and not as much chopping, right? Or sampling, or choosing the right sample. Well, interestingly, it's the the instrument, obviously, I even know how to do that, which is cool in the long run. I do actually, I would say at first right here, I do want Neon 95 to have live instrument recording in future stuff because uh, I play guitar, bass, drums, like I play a lot of things. Um, but with my production technique, I don't know if you, you probably even know this from the Warped Tour scene, but the Metalcore scene with their chopping breakdowns, like I've made so many breakdowns just by chopping stuff up and putting them in places and like making the patterns almost before I play it. And then I'll like learn that pattern and be like, Oh, I just made a, a weird glitchy type breakdown just now with production techniques. Oh, I see. Then, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. We're, we're, it's like a bridge almost. Yeah. And then you just, okay. Yeah. You know, you get breakdown a couple to me chugs is, is where it gets fucking heavy. That's yeah. what I hear when I hear breakdown. Oh but, yeah. And uh, like, honestly, yeah, show me some examples, like send me some links. Um, you get, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard like periphery. Um, oh, heck yeah. Like periphery is a big, that was Hell's a big influence yeah. is me and a metal band, like periphery, Meshuga, just things that are just okay. so great. It's like you set a groove, shit. but the groove is just so ridiculous because like the, where they're chugging their chords at, it's just, it's insane. Like okay. sometimes they just have yeah. time signatures. Like leaders style. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, like cool. Metal. Type stuff. That's where I. That's where I came from. For anyone doesn't who doesn't know those bands, check them out. Animals as leaders is tight. Animals as leaders. Periphery yeah. too. Did you ever hear that song? Um, Light. The first Periphery song. Oh yeah, from Periphery. It's the first oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, that's that like is... that's one of because uh, uh, Misha, dude, Misha, the guitarist and songwriter. He's yeah. he's a G. He's a genius, dude. Like yeah, car bomb. Yeah, we're yep. yeah, we got. Yeah, we got to get back to the paper now. Right, no, right. Oh, is this a metal podcast? I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, metal, metal certainly helped you. Oh, yeah. With the, yeah, and then and I, it, I would say right now I'm definitely happier in being in Vaporwave. There's just something about this culture and community. It's just special. Yeah, I seem to have moved over too. I don't know. It's uh, kind of makes me sad sometimes. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's I'm happy about it, but I just miss... Sometimes I go back to listening to metal. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember why I was into this. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's just something about vapor, man. Yeah. And I and it's I love the crazy irony of just everyone coming from a rock background, <laughs> which kind of makes There's it even a more lot. special. <laughs> There's a lot. Someone I and I said this on a on an episode recently, I think, but I think it was Porter Vong said, I made a bunch of disco I made three discoveries today. One of them, biggest one being, is, I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. terribly, <laughs> being we're all like sad emo kids or something. We all came from the, from the, uh, uh, I got to find the quote. I'll put it in the description, everybody. It was a great one. Oh yeah, dude, man. He's a, he's another one that his tweets alone for a while, man, were very inspiring. Obviously he does play this character, but just again, me being imaginative. I know what like level he's on. I love artists like that. Like mm-hmm. I know what you're on, dude. That's like very, very special. And that's why I like again the special thing about Vaporwave is these 
these worlds that people can just put uh, like out oh, yeah. and just dive into and you're just you're there it's beautiful i love that about him like metaprise was the same way and porter it was yes. so meta it was so deep yeah like people were confused about it people were upset about it i remember echo droid saying like i don't understand you yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh oh yeah. man shout out to echo droid though too man i had him on poke wave 2 actually and oh, i actually sang on it with him which was fun because i just like i don't know i was listening to him sing on this song that i made like for it and i was like man i kind of want to sing with you man I am really digging what you're putting down so i just like did this little bridge part with him we did this back and forth and it was it was great it was cool i love echo droid man he puts his heart like he rips his heart out and shoves it into his music like, that's like per yeah that's so, so well said. <laughs> it's it's crazy man like it's it's crazy i love him shouts out shouts out echo droid now you've worked with a lot of people actually like uh tupperwave twin pines mall vcr not yeah uh dude, let me all bodies do azure sands the virtual guys uh toad of sky mr hideyashi and channel three is that all three of them virtual virtual 94 guys yes yeah all three of them which funny part about that is like they just jumped on i didn't even like i mean i would have asked because they're cool they're cool artists but they just jumped on like willingly and i was like okay well i'll check out some of the stuff you got whatever and i was like i was into it i was like okay yeah definitely set nice, a vibe man. Dude, yeah. it was the funniest thing at, at Electronicon one private suite. There was like, I don't know, eight, six or eight of us that had a, oh, I got a message, just got a message from pad. Hope it's not urgent. <laughs> um, let me mute that. Uh, in Brooklyn, we got, we got this hotel and we were chilling out there for like four days, it was three or four days. We had this patio in the back. We were always hanging out there like. It was super chill, amazing time. We invited all kinds of people back, chilling out, drinking, smoking, whatever, sharing stories. That's what I loved about Electronicon One was like the hangouts. I didn't get as much of that at E2, but um, at the when, when we were leaving, like checking out of the hotel, we were all like saying our goodbyes, just hanging out there. I think it was like an hour or two, trading some tapes, music. The hangup was there. Um, and then there were these other guys like standing there and one of them had a like, vapor shirt on of some kind. And I was like, dude, Virtua 94, you guys, these must be vaporwave guys. I see that. And then there, everyone was like, what? And I called them over and they're like, yo, everybody. And, and then po uh, Rich from the podcast, he was like, yo, isn't that? And I was like, yeah. And then we all introduced ourselves. We were staying at the same hotel for like three days. Oh, my. Didn't, had no clue. Like... <laughs> would have been so how does cool that happen have, i know <laughs> that's hilarious yeah go walking to and from the same places all the time like oh yeah i don't know um yeah I, i'm hoping to have them on the show soon but uh uh and then yeah echo droid paranormal and rico rico yeah he's another one i actually uh yeah i he was another one he just messaged me one day i think or something where he just like hey like you know I, I would love to be on pokeway whatever and i was like yeah of course i'm gonna check out anything like you love pokemon i know you're gonna do something pretty pretty awesome <laughs> like yeah it's gonna be pretty spot on and like i heard his uh for antidote and i was uh, like well like i even came up with a name for it too because i think i think he had it it i don't even know if he had a title for it honestly i think he just sent me he's like oh i just worked on this or whatever and i 
Jesus is saying right now, I don't know what the original title was, but I actually named it Antidote because I heard so many beautifully placed samples of just like taking potions and antidotes in the Game Boy game. Just so well placed in a trap beat. And I was like, okay, well, that's already, I love that. Like it was a very different approach. Damn, you've worked with so many people I didn't realize before doing this interview, like my research. It's honestly, I make ever since like my other scenes, man, I just make connections. I love these dudes, like just made some good buddies after just a few conversations, like, you know, like discussing our interests and everything and just hits off where I'm just like, man, like I actually do it's know. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how dope these people in vapor are. That's might be why part of why you're, you're here and, and not in the metal scene as much like you were saying. Oh, it, it, it's like night and day, man. It's nice. Seriously, can't. I gotta, I gotta give massive shout out to Tupperwave right now because I can't. Like he's, he's had so much shit happen. I, oh, I don't know gosh, if you keep up car. with his Twitter, but he's been that, going his car. Yeah, and like he's so fucking busy. Yeah, and he's so active on Twitter, and like yep. he gets so much because everything he says is gold. Like I don't know how he comes up with everything. He's making these shirt designs now too, which are just like I am. I had to say in a couple comments, I'm like, man, I'm probably gonna pick this one up. Like I have to. I'm usually not that guy, but he is just he's making this content, uh, and it's it, like you said, it's his heartfelt. Like he's taking the time out of his day. I think he like repairs computers, like as his day job, which is even like you're the meta. You, you are a meta nerd right there. That's like <laughs> perfect for vaporwave. Like how do you just that's beautiful. Like, but yeah. I do love that he puts his time up there and he just, it's great. Inspiring. He's it, a bud. That's a bud the thing. Sure. I, I can't, I, I have a decent amount of followers on Instagram and Twitter and whatever. Oh, yeah. And I can't fucking keep up. I can't do the social media, man. It rips me apart. I get depressed after I'm like on there too long. Like, <laughs> yeah. In the metal scene, it wasn't like this. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not doing enough when I'm watching all this vaporwave stuff happen on social media. I'm like, oh man, right. there's so many things I could interact with, so many things I could do. And I just keep asking myself, how the fuck do people maintain their activity? They're so active, like Tupperwave. Yeah. And and have it be gold every single post. I'm like, every dude, single time. Yeah. I just and shake my head every I time. I feel that same and way. Dude. Shed a tear. <laughs> I, like, I totally I do. <laughs> he's doing God's work. These all these people are. I hope they don't like break down sometime, like right. over over taxing their minds and bodies with this shit. Because it's crazy. Like, week, all right. <laughs> I'm a human yeah. being. <laughs> oh, I'm taking. That's like I don't know if people have noticed there hasn't been an episode in a little while because we're all just like dead. Dude, I, those, and these well, holidays, holidays are, are coming up. <laughs> exactly. You s- exactly. Yeah. Jinx. Jinx. You owe me a cup or a Pepsi. Yeah. Give me a Pepsi. <laughs> well, come up to Essential. I'll buy you a beer. How about that? <laughs> I love it. I'm there. But that that could be part of it. And I haven't. This podcast is fairly new. We haven't even been alive for a year. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't think. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't here right away at the beginning. But okay. Um, yeah. So we've been busy. But we're getting back into it now. We here, we out here, people. We we're chilling. Are, here. are you happy? <laughs> are we back? We're back. Is everybody stoked? Is everyone happy? <laughs> Private Suite magazine. I'm like doing dance moves right now. I'm dabbing right now. Yes. Gotta <laughs> let them know. You gotta let them know. <laughs> exactly. If you guys could see, 
Yeah, it was a good break. I'm happy we had it. Um, but it wasn't really a break because I've been fucking busy. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, we, we kind of all are. <laughs> exactly. You got all your Christmas shopping done? Uh, no. <laughs> Obviously, the, I got you if know, you celebrate the girlfriend Christmas. and the parents, the, the, the more important ones. But uh, yeah, I actually have a buddy. Of course, he's my best friend. He's actually, thankfully, he's going to start coming out with his own vaporwave music as well can't wait for that cool um, but uh his birthday is like so close to christmas so like he's one of those kids and he knows it where like his family is like just so you know like gonna get birthday slash christmas presents like we're trying to give you <laughs> yeah that's rough for my sister we do a thing called hat bert or we did like half half of happy birthday is hat bert and we would just celebrate her birthday in may that's hilarious i just love that word <laughs> hat bert Hey, Appert. Happy Appert. <laughs> Happy Appert. <laughs> I never, I've ne- I never said that once, actually. <laughs> well, trademark that. You got- <laughs> Ooh, I should. It's a great idea. Have them wear t-shirts at the, <laughs> the Appert party. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, social media, man. Anyone who's going hard at it, shouts out to you, because I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Definitely mad respect. Yeah, I'm too tired. I'm taxed. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, so let's talk about Pokemon. I love this. I think everybody knows that was going to be a big theme of this episode. I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's going to be a big one. So why Pokemon Vaporwave? What's your relationship with Pokemon? I imagine it's important to you. It very. Um, Just in the sense where it comes back to being that 90s kid. um, When I first thought of Neon 95, which by the way, little short excerpt, that name comes from the Dodge Neon 1995 car. Um, oh, sweet. That's just like a little idea I had when I, it was my neighbor's mom's car. She used to drive us all the time to McDonald's. It's like a weird nostalgic memory for me. So that's like Neon 95 was like super that. vapor destination. Definitely. Oh, yes. 90s. <laughs> um, 90s yeah, and then it, it does go back to me being that kid where like I had a Game Boy Color on me all the time. Game Boy Advance too as well. But uh played all of the Pokemon games on Game Boy, especially. And they were just super important to me. I mean, I was in school when kids were doing their own thing, hanging out at the mall, you know, like hanging out with their friends, like trying to find girlfriends and stuff when they're younger. I've always been the kid to kind of like be with my friends and I'll we'll, like be playing some sports outside and you'll see me on the bench playing like Pokemon because there's something like so special about when I was just able to, especially as a kid, just dive into another world that really wasn't on earth anymore. Cause you know, I mean, mm. kids struggle different things. I, I, I'm, I'm a kid of like two or three divorces. Like that happened when I was younger. I was at least two of them were when I was younger. The third one, I was kind of old enough to understand this. Obviously is not Damn, working. That's, that's, that's crazy. But, and it's, you know, that's a lot. The best thing I could think of is what am I, you know, what do I want to do when, everything is just screaming and there's just it's just chaos i want to dive into another world kind of just melt away and that was like something with pokemon was so special to me it's just like every single character every single pokemon that was in that game was like a new friend that i meet in this new world where i didn't have to think about any of the bad stuff basically so yeah i didn't know if i was going to get that deep but that's kind of yeah that's kind of where it comes from that's a i'm playing pokemon sword like as we speak, like I'm in, I beat the game already. I beat the story. I'm still playing oh, Pokemon. Cool. I'm 28 years old. 
So yeah, <laughs> like that's a great game. So many people oh, in yeah. the Discord are, are posting about it in the gaming channel. Mm. Oh yeah, I. It's nice to know that yeah, there's a lot of vaporwave, which again kind of mixed the two for me. Like, been seeing a lot of people, like a lot of gamers, especially in vaporwave, like definitely po- play Pokemon. So I wanted to tap on that. I was like, well. I know there's more kids out there like me that like had a special connection to Pokemon. So I knew like something, especially with the name of Pokewave would just would trigger everyone to be like, kind of perk everyone's ears and be like, okay, that's, you know, that's exactly what I was almost like what that kid was waiting, you know? Yeah. You see, are you, so you're probably an expert at Pokemon, I imagine. Oh, I, I honestly actually won a few battles. I was on a few battles on Pokemon Sword because knowing that you can just battle people online, I'm really test my my my. Oh, I skills. wish I wish I had a switch for fuck's sake. Oh man, man. that's dude, that changed me to be honest. Like being able to do that and know it, like the little kid in me was just like, I just beat somebody that was across the world. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like what? So cool. So it's good, and you know, you lose some. We're actually out there training. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> I'll say that, but okay. But I, I got some Pokemon. No, I'm definitely pretty decent. I I would say I'm pretty pretty damn good. I know the game pretty well. I played Stadium. You know, I've been around. I got some Pokemon Brain Busters for you. Ooh, okay, and test your knowledge. Okay. All right. Shoot. How many How many gym badges must a trainer collect before challenging the Elite Four? Eight. Ooh, nice. You're knowledgeable. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's a. I know these things, man. This is a. I was. I, I lived in those worlds for a while. Okay, round two. What type of attacks are normal type Pokemon immune to? Okay, this is as normal as actually. Uh, actually, really not effective on a lot of types, which is pretty sure normal is one of the ones. Not a lot Come of on. types are effective. They're immune There's to one. It's poison. No, I'm gonna get. We're gonna mulligan that one. I'm gonna give you a okay, hint. Okay, it's right? not poison. Ghastly. Oh, ghost. Ghost. Ding, of ding, course, ding, ding, yeah, yeah. Because they switch can't. Yeah. Two points for Neon ninety five. Oh, right, so yeah. Is, that actually is that does, what you want yeah. me to call you, or do you have a name? I I don't. Do you have want a name. people to know your name? <laughs> I was never named as a child. Um, my name is Brian. <laughs> oh, everyone knows Brian. that. My name is Brian. Pleasure to meet you, Brian. The Pokemon Master. Okay, question three. What about the Pokemon known for its deadly kicks? Oh, Hitmonlee. Okay, that was an easy one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number four. Which of these is not a potential status ailment for a Pokemon? Paralysis, vertigo, burn, or sleep? And this is the million-dollar question. Which of these is not a potential status ailment in a Pokemon battle. Oh, paralysis. Final answer. Yeah. Okay, you win. I win all the money. Yes. Woo! And I'll even. You know what? I'll treat you. I'll even treat you with a little Hitmon, Hitmon Pokemon fact. Um, Ooh, bring it. Because Hitmonlee is the uh, expert of deadly kicks, of course. Then we got Hitmonchan, who's the the boxing champion. And then people don't really realize that if you actually evolve this, uh, the pre-evolution of both of those Pokemon, which wasn't, it wasn't uh, introduced until like generations later, but there's one mm-hmm. called Tyrone. It's like a little dude. It's a little fighter guy. And basically, depending on attack, 
defense and HP, you can evolve that Pokemon to Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, or the third not many know is Hitmontop, who is actually... Hitmontop, I've heard that, yeah. yeah. It was in Pokemon Stadium 2, I think they brought him in. They brought him in a mini, a whole mini game where it was like really fun. But I loved Hitmontop for the sense that he... He, I think he's like a capoeira like Pokemon, which I don't know if people on the podcast would know, but capoeira, I don't know if I'm even saying it right. Um, but I know it's the breakdance fighting. So I was actually thought that was really interesting. It's like he's a breakdance fighting Pokemon. <laughs> His name's Tyrone. That's the fucking hilarious. <laughs> Is it? It's the, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Hot take. Like, I'm going to come out and say it, everybody. If no one said it yet, that's fucking hilarious. And it's like, Oh, you know what? Okay, it's it's really close. I'm sorry. So I'm I'm gonna backtrack too. It's Tyroke. So it's Tyrone. Like okay. Tyrone. That's what it is. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes, but it's it's close. It's pretty close. <laughs> that that, that would have been too funny. The Pokemon <laughs> just like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just <laughs> what do we name this guy? <laughs> Tyrone. You got him. Oh, oh that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a fun little quiz. Right. Yeah. You're clearly a Pokemon master. I I believe I I believe so. So I don't want to spoil anything, but is there any plans for a Pokemon Wave Three? There is a Poke Wave Three coming. Um, Pokemon Wave Poke Wave yeah, Three. It's uh, you know that that was one of the uh, one of the unpopular name choices I had in my list. I was like Pokemon Wave, not Poke Wave. That's yeah, I like Poke Wave. Um, but yeah, Pokewave 3, yeah, I, without spoiling anything, um, I'm not going to say when, but it is planned as uh, well as an ent- it's actually part of a series. Okay, makes sense. Star Wars style, like there's there's some good installments coming. It's kind of fun. Oh, and all, like sick. written down, it's, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. That sounds like a long, fun project. I'm very oh, excited. Yeah. yeah. And me, I'm excited too, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good good series. I I'm I'm super stoked to own the tapes for those albums. Which I think there's still a there's can you still get the the one from Power Lunch? Well, actually those are all sold out. Um, but and I know he already knows this too, because I got the okay from them, uh my label's actually gonna reissue that tape. Because it was oh, so cool. popular. So like we're gonna do yeah. probably like a you know smaller one, maybe fifty, maybe a hundred if we got that many people. But like we like mm-hmm. when I was looking at numbers, fifty was about right of like just getting a little reissue out there, like still, you know, giving credit to Power Lunch, obviously, because that was really cool of them. Like they helped a lot in that process of selling the, those tapes, man. It was Yeah. Shout out to them. Cool. That was cool. And then Yeah, there was another tape I th- saw that wasn't sold out that i'll advertise after this conversation oh sure <laughs> go on yeah. but yeah um and then uh what's cool is then the yeah, poke wave 2 which again i'm kind of kind of try to keep this consistent of having different labels release each installment which i thought was really interesting just because kind of gives gets everyone a taste of it which is nice um and virtual 94 was like my next up because i love those guys as well so that was poke wave 2 Mm-hmm. and that was yeah that was like as well you know i would say a successful run too as well and um i just can't wait for the tapes to come out to be honest because i feel like when the tapes come out people are going mm, i should get that now. um because they yeah. they are they do look pretty rad cool yeah i'm very stoked to have them in my collection it was paradise simulator 
uh, on Mind Sailor Records. There's still 22 copies left out of 100. So oh, check yeah. that out. I, that's like my favorite record of yours, actually. So, oh, uh, really? I'm, that's nice. Yeah, Thank you, Defo. Yeah. Oh, for sure, man. Like, easy. Actually, not easy. Like, I like them. Actually, uh, probably um, Sick Days is my favorite, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> P- Sick Days was a fun one, man. That's a. And you know, to go over that really quick, that whole vibe of just like, I loved capturing the essence of just, just being homesick, faking or not, just almost like you're just sick of the day. Like you're just kind of, you're done with the day and they didn't even start. I love that whole mm-hmm. like vibe, you know? And you know, you've listened to it. It's not very sad. It's just, it's comforting. Almost. Definitely. I think it's as exemplified by this, the, the, uh, album cover like Simpson wave style Bart Simpson very very uh, sad I don't know what episode that's from maybe when he when he was doing that girlfriend thing who broke his heart or whatever it might have been I forget. It's, it's one of those it's I think it was like something that really hurt him it was like that older girlfriend I think he had right she was like a couple years older than him and like cool she was cool she was a cool chick I get it <laughs> oh I was in there for you, sure Bart. man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel you, man. Yeah, but she turned out to be a real meanie. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, a kind of lo-fi album. Yes. Uh, if yeah. any if people aren't aware, very, very nice. I'm super into lo-fi. So oh, yeah. right up my alley. Yeah. There's just something about that album is so like raw and genuine. It, it really cuts to the core of me. Um, not that your other work doesn't, but this one just, it's, it gets me real deep, yo. That's awesome, dude. I appreciate that. Seriously, that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. That does. Yeah. No problem. It's the truth. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> So how did you come up f- going back to Paradise Simulator? How did you come up with the record and the album cover for that? It's very like fashion wave uh utopia virtual sort of. Oh yeah. Um definitely on that vibe because I'm I'm trying to think too if that's the it's either one or two of the album covers I haven't made. It's actually, no, I'm pretty sure that's the only one I haven't. No, it is. Okay, so Midnight Magic, I'm sorry, back and forth. Midnight Magic and Paradise Simulator are the ones I haven't made myself. Um, okay. Paradise Simulator, I actually got from an artist on Mind Sailor Records. He's like one of their, like, I think he's one of their, like, musical artists. Oh, yeah. John Moe Productions, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's, like, I guess the guy they go to all the time for, like, album art. And they told me, like, yeah, we have this guy, like, he's really good. Like, if you want to check out his work, maybe pick something out for the album cover, we can do that. And I was like, whoa, I mean, this sounds like I'm shopping for an album cover. It's kind of cool, you know? And I didn't have to pay a dime, which is great. Like, they were such a late, good label about it. Everything was covered. Um, it's all covered in the sales, which is cool. And then, uh, yeah, I just picked out this thing where it really struck a chord with me in the sense of, like, I wanted something that again brought you that nostalgia that i always bring that late 80s early 90s kind of like commercial miller like commercial beach vibe where like it's like i don't know i've watched some of you know like going back i've watched some of them recently those just old 90s beach commercials that felt like you just wanted to jump in the tv and live those people you know like the mtv beach parties too like it was almost like that vibe you just want to jump in like party with those people i wanted that same vibe with this album cover but still calm i didn't want it to be super parting so that's why i loved the purple spheres and the ocean waves and back it was very calming mm-hmm. almost with that girl like it, she tempts you a little bit she's like it's fun oh, with her her mouth like she's <laughs> yeah. like you know 
yeah her lip too is like massive i don't know it's 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 pretty like captivating oh especially once you really yeah the red it's so deep and then once you really focus in you realize that the reflection in her glasses is absolutely gorgeous yeah it's like a palm tree outlined pool sort of because she's like at a resort maybe yeah it definitely looks like a resort i'm looking at it too yeah yeah and that was one of the things too i liked is that that reflection is so clear like it does i don't even know if it's like collaged right or how but it does look like pretty spot on the way it's placed it's just beautiful it is absolutely so check it out everybody paradise simulator mindsailorrecords.bandcamp.com or just neon95.bandcamp.com uh, and they'll link you there because there's still 22 left. Check it out. It's a fucking golden tape. I, I didn't seriously know there was 20 left. That's cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Neat. You sold 80, yeah, 80-ish. Sweet, man. Cool. So is that all we want to talk about with the Pokemon? Um, I like... I think there's a lot there, like all the song names you have, like you really try and yeah, let's get into it. Deeper. Oh yeah, sure. You're trying to make Dude, a story sure. yeah. here with these albums. You were saying it's going to be a series, like a show yes. or something. In a um, sense. Yeah. So, so it, what's the if, difference between the first two records in that case? Okay. That's a good, yeah. I was going to actually, that was what I wanted to get into. Um, oh, I'm full of zingers, yo. Oh yeah. <laughs> again. I don't never dab. Why am I doing this? I'm just... I'm like Captain Ginyu. Oh my, that brought me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Ginyu Force going over here. Yeah. <laughs> the two Pokemon, Pokewave One and Pokewave Two. Why? Like, wh- what's the story behind both? What's the difference? Where do you see it going from there? So Pokewave. Um, what I was like explaining before, in the sense of, uh, I didn't want to do just slow down Pokemon songs, which a lot of people thought I was going to do, which I was pretty nice. Like even on Reddit, they're very honest people. <laughs> and they were like, man, I just really thought this <laughs> was going to be. That's a way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> like they were literally like, oh, this, you know, slow down Pokemon songs. I thought it was going to be, but actually, you know, pretty impressed. And I'm like, oh, that's the nicest way you could have said that. Um, But I really wasn't like trying to go for like, just capturing the essence of the world of Pokemon. And this album in particular was Kanto region. Um, and in a sense, friendship was a big theme here. Like I always believe like Ash and Pikachu's friendship is literally the most strong, like the strongest bond you could ever have between a, a trainer and their Pokemon. Sometimes I even like relate that to a person and their animal, like in their pet. And like, I love like they, make so many connections on that because there's so many people that have like their their best friend is you know their pet where it's a dog or cat or whatever and that's like a really special like connection i wanted to touch on is like Mm -hmm. making that comparison so like the the first one's a lot about friendship and it's like a big positive album obviously there's uh i actually have satoshi uh takishi and kasumi which is ash brock and misty in japanese like they're japanese names um and i tried to like match each vibe with like how they felt in the show which you know could be some sampled pokemon soundtracks here and there but i really wanted to like stay away from that doing that too much and in the sense of i actually got inspired by another buddy of mine uh matro with dragon nice 
like that was like the bigger influence when like i saw i loved dragon ball wave dragon ball wave one two and three kind of the same kid, deal kid goku that yep. song man fuck that's a good beautiful. song it's beautiful i heard that on youtube one day it just literally came on after one of my like saint pepsi tracks and i was like don't you just changed you changed what i was thinking about <laughs> same I, like, on soundcloud for me i was like dude i love vaporwave what the fuck yeah and especially again <laughs> what the big uh kicker for me on that album that i wanted that i did with poker wave i should say is the whole fact that he didn't do any like there's no like dragon ball z song that are in there you know like it's not yeah. just slowed down scenes of the show it's very like it just captured the entire essence of that world and that universe that you're in like that's why i want to do that same concept because you know he's a buddy of mine i was like dude i love the way you did that i want to do that with pokemon and the sense of ending you know with all the names like you said like that's another thing i actually like to do with all my releases is a lot of my song titles will be in a chronological order in the sense of like episodes on a tv show with like scenes in a movie where it does like it ends with friends forever on purpose because it's like no matter what you go through in your life, you always have your friends. Your friends are like, you know, the ones by your side do all the bad and all the good. So it's making that comparison of like, you had this whole adventure and you always had your friends with you forever. So it's a big friendship theme there. <laughs> Fuck, man, that's so awesome. I'm kind of putting it together now. Like, I love these records, but I never really realized it was like, it's not a chronology of the story, but you got Route 17 song number two on the first record shortly after that you got cerulean city surf you know all these early things that happen in the story right yeah oh and that's, that's so thing. cool yeah, very kanto region based um and i loved like you know azure sands was so cool with like coming in with rocket ride and kind of like introducing team rocket perfectly um and you know it's just each one like vcr now with his song like when we did surf together like, he just created this entire composition and i just kind of featured on him actually that's why it's like with vcr not i will know oh, i see. featured you know like yeah he, kinda, he wrote that masterpiece and i just kind of featured on oh, his cool. track but he was so cool you know he just did it like willingly he was so into the project so into the idea and really captured that vibe of just it's ash pikachu riding on a lapras through the ocean forever you know it can seeming like forever and yeah. that's what i love like it's those little stories that mattered god damn it man you oh, the aesthetic is heavy right now i i appreciate that man it's like ah, i said this seems so, so imaginative it's just unleashing these waves in my brain that's like well let's test that <laughs> i hope everybody's heard these records if you haven't Neo95.bandcamp.com, yo. Please. Oh my God. Even if you don't like Pokemon, right? That's you'll like thing. it. Yeah. It's it's like a great um stepping stone into the universe, sort of like the things you were talking about that were so like if you look at Pokemon as an adult, you just see it on the screen, very surface level. It's like, hey, it's an anime kids show, whatever. But the things you're talking about, the themes like friendship and like the relationship between Pikachu and Ash and that of a, a pet, like people and their dogs, like that's a tight relationship. Um, so it's so cool to see you exploring these themes with the music. And like you said, not just slowing down the Pokemon theme song. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, trust me, that's, that's crossed my mind the first time. 
record. I was like, do I want to know? <laughs> That's the thing though. Like I, people want to hear that too. E- oh, even sure. though this, totally. this album is, these albums are so great. I was also thinking like, yo, I want to hear some like familiar music sort of. Um, I, you know, I don't have to, but you know, I, and that's I, what's, I'm not surprised other people felt that way. Oh, sure. And, and, you know, and that's what actually, that's what's fun is, uh, it comes into Polka Wave 2, which is what we were talking about mm-hmm. in comparison. I did that a little bit more as we had more tracks added. I kind of was like, Hey, let's play with the idea a little bit more. Let's have some more, yeah. you know, tracks that have even samples from show and like, to like some of them the songs are just slowed down or sped up or like distorted especially party of three that song just cracks me it's like it's like pokemon all at once in your brain like just so yeah. quickly and it's beautiful it's crazy i love that's that. the one but, with uh, the virtual 94 guys right yep yeah it was a trio man <laughs> i love that it's called party of three too honestly that was that was their name and i was like i'm keeping that that's just what that song is <laughs> um but what what's cool with this one is again not only touching more on the polka uh, Pokemon uh, themed samples and all that, but I loved this order because this was actually released on Halloween or around Halloween twenty eighth yeah so around Halloween, um and I knew like as soon as I got that date I'm like I'm gonna make this Lavender Town vibe for sure and I wanted to do that again without I'm like I'm gonna do this and challenge myself to not put Lavender Town's theme in there at all and i didn't which i i'm pretty happy with because i you know a lot of you were going to be like well what's where's the lavender town song it's like it's it's different the closest i got is with i wanted hint to the whole lavender essence and i think i did that with obviously tupperwave's feature is ghost in the lavender dress and i just made that up (laughs) that's like not even a pokemon reference i just kind of made that up in my head of the sense of like that's what lavender town was to me is like if i personified it it would just be this ghost in the lavender dress like yeah you know it's it's crazy that's so cool man that's so creative and then uh with mother marowak too big pokemon like game uh game boy uh lore right there is i you probably know this you might know but i know uh, marowak Marowak. with what i know the pokemon marowak but i don't i don't get the reference no so Mother Marowak is actually the reference on Cubone's mother, um, because when you're in Lavender Town, you go into the Pokemon Tower. I think it's just called the Pokemon Tower, and yeah. uh, it's where all the dead Pokemon lie, all their graves. And then you get to the top, and it's like the great. Uh, it's the ghost of Cubone's mother, which is right. Is Marowak. So that whole right, song okay. literally just even starts with the kid saying like, "That's the ghost of Cubone's mother," and that whole. It's a very sad, melancholic, smooth jazz sample that I got. And it's just, it was something where I just wanted to like touch on this like emotional chord with people of like, you know, we lose people in our lives, but like being able to like see them for like in so long and like being able to like hold them close to you like Hugo did with his mother. I really want to touch on that chord and Mm -hmm. really show people like that's that's true love you know love will never die even with their ghost like and that's why that scene in the show it's actually it's weird they did this other show called pokemon origins i can't remember it's pretty recent like the last couple years but they actually did an anime of all the scenes from game boy which is awesome it was red instead of ash yeah like 
it was it was pretty cool like it was gary and red instead of ash and it it was like just the origins of these pokemon stories from the games and it was cool because like the music video for mother marowak is actually on youtube you guys want to check it out um it's like partly scenes of the game boy game crossing in with the pokemon origin show because it's like so emotional right it's insane oh like, damn dude especially cubone cubone's a little cute guy i hate seeing him cry yeah it's sad <laughs> i know yeah once you get to know him it's like oh man yeah i really know that guy uh right? what is your your youtube just neon 95 youtube you yeah, honestly you, if you put on neon 95 on google i've actually like did this on purpose but you'll find me it's i'm there youtube's all there everything it's all sitting there yeah yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, cool. so if you, I'm pretty sure if you, I, I, I know with YouTube, if you type in Neon95 all together, no spaces, you might even have to click like, did you mean like Neon95 or with the space? Because mm. it'll try to like give you Dodge Neon9, 1995 specs of the car. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, so you'll find me. <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's... So that that was a fucking amazing Pokemon tangent. I want to talk more about Pokemon. Thank you. Sure. But I don't know if our viewers will want us to, to dive into Welcome the universe to any longer. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, I'm down anytime. Let's talk about it. Maybe we'll have you on for the regular show. You can just shoot the shit about Pokemon for a bit. I'm down with that. Because I, I love it too. I have, uh, I'm trying to finish my collection, actually, the cards, the, the one, the originals. Oh, yes. Uh, and I'm missing like three or four. Obviously, Charizard, Blastoise, I think Alakazam. And of course. One more. <sighs> Holographic Alakazam. When I first had that card as a kid, I like that. Like, I like put it like in a little box, you know, in a Hingamar. I was like, that was obsessed. Yeah. That was a good card, man. Oh, my God. I remember the feeling. I, I got one too, actually, a Holographic Alakazam. But I sold all my cards when I was like 13. Like, yeah. dumb, dumb. I was that same kid, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. so For I'm that next thing, and that I, I put thought them was in cool. a picture frame, like a giant, giant picture frame. Mm. Once I have that, them would all. be cool. Yeah, gotta catch them all. You gotta catch. But them yeah, all. <laughs> um, oh, I want to keep. Yeah, sorry, we can't. We, right. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about your record below zero. Below zero. Ten or sixty-four James Bond Goldeneye 007 themed record. Uh, Why'd you make I it? Did. You like that game, I imagine? I do. I love it. Did, that did was you play... One. Was Oddjob your favorite character in multiplayer? Dude, I hated when others were Oddjob. It was just so... I know! You're just... Come on. You can't get that low. Like, that's just <laughs> not cool, man. I literally... It's funny because I, use the, the, I the love that I made technique. this record. Because, like... I, it just brings me back to like my buddy always doing that to me and he won't even have a gun. He'll just punch me to that. I hate it. Chop. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> if um, he's listening. But yeah. So yeah. If he's listening. Um, the fun <laughs> part about this one is uh, it's called Below Zero uh, Midnight Sun is in Japanese actually. Um, okay. Which kind of goes in the whole uh, it kind of captures this the very dark cold like vibes that i got from that game as a kid like a lot Venturing of the, into the depths of the cold dark world of goldeneye 64 yes and then as it says on the band camp oh yeah and then the agent 007 <laughs> falls into the pits of hell losing his very because it's yeah. literally i thought of like 
how cool would it be if you like got James Bond and you threw him in like the world of Doom? That's what I was thinking. Like the dark oh, like, depths of Doom. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh and without kind of yeah, obviously like Doom's on sixty four too, so it was like kind of hinting at that, but I wanted to make it very like Bond themed in the sense of obviously the track listings, it goes with the story thing like I usually do. It's got the difficulties of the game and then the mission briefing. But uh, I don't know if you've noticed that. That is the dif- that's just the difficulty choices in the game. I I'm I'm picking it up, but I yeah. didn't realize like I I don't have the game memorized as well as you do apparently. Oh yeah, I, well, I didn't do a whole hey, project on it. So you gotta look helps. some stuff up, you know, to remember it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But now that you say it, that makes sense. Oh yeah. So and then the four just, difficulties. It's definitely dark. It's definitely one of my darker albums. Um, which I do like to do sometimes, you know. Neon ninety five is not all sunshines and rainbows, but sometimes it is. <laughs> sometimes. So, how did you like rework the samples and everything? With this one, this one is cool. Um, I did a lot of things like with the first one, mission briefing. I think I just stretched the shit out of one of the uh, songs in the game. Uh, just like stretched it, and it's kind of like added this reverb that I actually like. It's like one of my trademark reverbs i would consider it just in the sense of like it has this slight delay to it that kind of makes it almost like sound like it's a new chords are happening underneath mm. what's happening which is great so like kind of mixed a lot of that into the aspect of it where like definitely grab some of the parts that like it's a very vapor tra- trap album if you've noticed and like i definitely wanted to capture a weird like i don't know like it starts off very like dirty hip-hop drums and it's just like really driving at you and then it just gets kind of dives into a vapor trap dark like snowy vibe i guess i would say because like i don't know if you remember like a lot of like snowy levels in russia yeah communist russia was like a big enemy i'm pretty sure for Mm -hmm. some reason um all those little bunkers and stuff yes yeah that's bunker was like the coldest darkest this is a scary place man. yeah scary place and i want to touch and on that the- like it's a scary you know scary vibe but at the same time it's cool you know, more of like a cool scary not like a this is making me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well you feel powerful in that world like when you jump off the side of the uh the dam i think oh yeah oh man I've, you know uh, like running through dude. there and all that yeah That's some good stuff right there that's and a that very atmospheric too, I game to, like there's certain sounds in the soundtrack itself, like of Definitely. some of the songs I grabbed. They're just oh, iconic. I can hear them all. Yeah, oh, they're dude, iconic. Check this out. I just saw a video. You can check it out on Reddit or or YouTube. It's the James Bond 007 movie cut, super cut, using sound effects from the game. No. So the reloading sound effects, the door opening sound effects, the the getting shot sound effect. Like it's fucking hilarious. And <laughs> the music so too. <laughs> oh, dude, check it. Open a new tab right now. Check it out after this that, interview. It's yeah, phenomenal video. Of course, Reddit would have it. That's like, <laughs> that's yeah, I, that's where I saw it for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, it makes me want to play that game real bad. You got the the like Nintendo 64 game box. As the album cover, like with the four controller, rumble pack, that's super nostalgia vibes. The Nintendo emblem, official vaporwave seal of quality. <laughs> I had to, dude. I had, you know, <laughs> that's amazing. I yeah. just noticed that. You know, yeah, I can't, I can't have uh, Nintendo calling me up for that kind of thing. Kind of be a good careful now, that, right? They're rough. I hear they can be rough. Oh yeah. Yo, 
Have you played, uh, what is it called? I have it installed right now, actually. There's two. Uh, there's, they're games, like double okay. GoldenEye 64, 1964, Carnivorous. Have you heard of this? No. 1964 Carnivorous Goldeneye. Is it's that basically, like a mod? It's sort of. It's a remaster. It's a it's a uh, a, cra- a fan made remaster of Goldeneye 64 at 1080p 60 fps, and you can use your freaking keyboard and mouse to play it. So you oh, can over. run through the game, getting the headshots. Yeah. Like there's no difficulty with aiming. It's super super tight. It feels really yeah. good. That's like half the difficulty itself is just aiming yeah. the damn gun. They were they they put so much work into that. Yeah, definitely check that out. 1964 Carnivorous Goldeneye, if you're a fan of that game. And then there's also actually um a multiplayer version of Goldeneye 64. Like you can there's like I was playing it like the online one, I think. I think I did see that one. Re- on PC. Yeah, where they what like remastered it. it. Ah. I know what you're talking about too. It's the um I'm pretty sure that one's remastered as well, and it's just online multiplayer for Golden. What is it called here? Free to download. G E S H L two. Golden Eye Source H L two. That's what I think it is. Yeah, it's a Golden Eye Source thing. Oh, I was gonna say, like, if it's a bunch of numbers and letters, that's just hard enough. To- <laughs> yeah. G Golden Eye source hlt yeah that's definitely what it is yeah check that out if you want to play some goldeneye online or host a goldeneye server hit me up i'll play play the album on there you know start oh let's do it we'll stream it yo seriously like what we do um well we're doing that i'm writing that down goldeneye online stream playing yeah 95 record all right it's done it's happening yes (laughs) that's awesome okay all right Let's get back to it here. Okay, I I have one question for you. I meant to ask you earlier. Of course. So I notice on your Bandcamp, well, on some of your records, maybe the records, yes, the records that don't have a physical release, like a tape, they're actually they seem to be like partnerships with record labels, even though the record labels didn't put out a digital release or a physical release. Can you? Like, explain what's going on there. I was just curious. Like, for example, with Sick Days, it's a, it says 2019 Tomorrow Entertainment Records. Right. With Chlorine, your first records, it, said, it says uh, Sunset Grade. And you actually have another one with Sunset Grade as well, don't you? Yeah. Midnight Magic and Chlorine. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, uh, I love to know what's going on there. Um, well, those are all digital streaming rights. All of those ones. And uh, it was basically the whole thing was I actually didn't have them on my Bandcamp until they were on their they were streaming on their websites for a certain amount of time. I think it was something like that. And then ah, like I didn't. Okay, that makes sense. Which actually, uh, Tyler from Sunset Grid, shout out to that guy too. Big big time. Big like helping me getting to where I'm at now. Actually, which is great. Um, not only they put Chlorine Dreams DX on their website and all that, um, it's got like way more supporters I even ever expected and got the okay from him to do a reissue on my label for that to be a tape and possibly vinyl because I had a lot of people ask, but that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Okay, cool. Spoiler. Spoiler. (laughs) And that would be, that's, that's going to be a fun exclusive. 
that's very cool. close to my heart for a while it's green dreams it's mm-hmm. the, it's the i love that record also thank you yeah super tight i'm just uh wallowing in the album cover right now chlorine dreams <laughs> beautiful thing oh yeah uh midnight magic actually oh nice um <clears throat> i must have accidentally clicked on it uh <laughs> okay let's get back to my excellent questions now so we talked about some of your earlier genres like metal and pop punk but how did you actually get into using a DAW for music production? Because um, I imagine when you were chopping and screwing, you probably weren't using like Ableton, right? You're using I mean, maybe Pro Tools or Logic. Yeah, it, <laughs> I think I'm trying to think of the first. I mean, I was Cubase. also a kid. I was using uh, what uh, Audacity, which okay. I'm pretty sure kids in Vaporwave still use, which is like incredible to me. If you can make anything that's listenable to, like, even in my opinion, on Audacity, like you're you're a star, man. That's cool. <laughs> Yo, I I made a song in Audacity. Um, I'm not. I'll send it to you. You could tell me oh, your please. thoughts. Yeah, I just it's incredible, it's man. Right. Like, dude, that's where everyone you know that's a start. You know, that was the that was the early days when I was chopping stuff up too. Um, right now, I am actually using, I use Logic Pro, Pro X as my main DAW. Um, and then I have some plugins that I've downloaded from certain sites, even especially the weirder ones. I like a lot of the indie like plugins that some people like really take time on to make weird shit with. Um, I like that stuff. There's a couple of even like online apps that I don't want to disclose because they're kind of secret to how I slow stuff down and everything. Because like, it's a lot of just cool. indie artists, man. They're like, make these weird things that i kind of get into with creating my sound and try to like base my sound around a lot like you know not just like perfect production techniques but almost just like an artistic slightly broken production techniques if you know what i mean i like the slightly ripped Mm. kind of vibe of art you know i don't believe all art should be perfectly produced (laughs) like no that's why i love polyphonics honestly exactly exactly that raw shit yeah so logic that's cool i haven't heard of anyone using logic before yeah i think it's pretty rare actually i haven't heard of it for vapor it's on my macbook (laughs) i had to go for it and i feel like that's a big metal thing too honestly my my band is using this yeah for sure but it's just it's a it's a testament to how it doesn't matter what you're using folks you can make it yeah just start making it take that first step from your heart man really is that's why i love vaporwave you know it's a lot of scenes focus on these production like perfections of this ooh like voice should be on point and this should be on point i think you can just explore your art any way you want and this you know people will grasp it you don't have to be on a two thousand dollar pro to grasp your art yeah so you mentioned floral shop that that that, that, yes. that was the first record you heard in vapor yeah. What is your vaporwave like journey? What are some of the records you listen to? Like, what is your experience of vaporwave over the years? The changes. When did you get into collecting? If you do, and then finally decide to start making your own vaporwave. All right. Um. Yeah. Just I would say my my journey, especially like Floral Shop, things like Floral Shop, uh, Saint Pepsi's hit vibes, uh, Dragon Ball Wave, all of those records. The ones especially like I know I can listen to an artist for their discography, like they have stories to tell and I'm 
willing to listen. Um, those are the artists I really love to dive into. You know, when I'm, I'll even say recreationally smoking, for instance, uh, to certain things. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it helps, like, to have a soundtrack and theme. And I swear, like, some of the Vaporwave records I've listened to, it's just always been a nice just journey for me to, to kind of get creative, get my juices flowing. And it always helps to listen to, like, my, my like, inspiring records to yeah. kind of, like, get me warmed up and everything. Nice, um, man. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Making it, right? Yeah. Getting into making it. it that's the weird thing, too. It's, like, it's weird how, like, sometimes you'll, I, I started doing this, and I don't really remember how it happened. I think I just really started to grasp the whole idea of like people starting to do not just vaporwave because you you even know vapor uh sorry vaporwave uh the aesthetics are very you know spread out to where like sometimes you know it's just like early 2000 or mid 2000 aesthetics where you know some people are very anime based you know and like it just there's so many aesthetics out there for vaporwave which is beautiful but the one that struck me the most to, I guess, to actually say, hey, I want it. I want to explore my world now and I want others to like explore it with me uh, was seeing the the 90s uh, video on the uh, on YouTube. They have like Zelda Wave. I don't know if you've seen like Nintendo yeah. Chill, like lo-fi and chill stuff. Those videos, I was like, chill step, yeah. Like brought me back to this place where again you're just fabricating this world of like it existed but like you're in a more beautiful like rose-colored glasses version of that world which is i, I just wanted to be a part of that i wanted neon 95 to be a part of that mm-hmm. that's a great soundbite i'll use that one too <laughs> nice i got you got a couple you got a couple good ones i got a couple goodies couple goodies damn that's awesome dude you you inspire me man like I said, I made a vaporwave song. I had to make more. I'll send it to you. Tell me what you think. It's not anything great, but dude, send it over, maybe man. You'll, I mean, you'll understand the listen. like nostalgia <laughs> vibe I was going for. It's right. a Teddy Ruxpin uh like sample, if you remember who that is. Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, oh okay. It's like an That's old early nineties, early eighties, like creepy ass kids toy. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! Oh man, I gotta hear that. I'm actually, I'm excited. Yeah, super cool. It's like I love you. Be my friend. Yeah, super creepy, man. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll put it out. I don't know. I think it needs a bit of work, though. But I made an audacity, so I mean, that's that kind of reminded me of like Furby too, man. (laughs) Yeah, Furby freaked me out. Furby vibes for sure, dude. (laughs) Yeah, but the '80s Furby yeah okay so what do we got here yeah what are your thoughts on the genre over the years like changes in it growing pains where do you want to see it going in the future um you know as as much as i do believe like it's really really grown in such a beautiful way this whole community and scene just being not only the most positive and like loving of each other in a scene where like you come from a metal scene where Everyone's in competition. Everyone's trying to be the best. You know, oh, it's this cutthroat like, out there, yeah. Right, yeah, and and this is like cool because I felt like vaporwave was like on the other hand, let's all be the best at what we do, and that's what's beautiful is that like we all know we do something different, but we're all in the same family, 
And that's like the mm-hmm. best thing about how we've grown, even with Electronicon happening, seeing all these people, different vaporwave vibes and coming together in, in one roof and just loving it and loving it together, you know? And I feel like that's a beautiful, beautiful growth, especially. And honestly, the only thing I can see, the only thing I'd want to see it go is I don't necessarily think I'd ever want to see any vaporwave get red carpet famous. I don't know if that's selfish, but it's like just us having our own click and our own community that we can kind of almost make our own, like, like, honestly, I can totally see us having our own awards show one day, like hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to be a part of the Oscars. I'm not asking the Oscars, the Grammy, you know, it's more the, I guess the music awards or whatever to have an award vaporwave artist award. You know, I'm not asking for that, but I feel like it's more, we have more of the power to do something different and do like our own award show where like people can be appreciated and really actually like celebrated truly instead of, you know, it's Hollywood is, is, it's yeah. something. It's something, man. With the awards, it's a great it's, point. It'd be, it would be Cele- great. Celebrate in our own way for each other. Yeah, and it wouldn't be like an everybody gets a participation ribbon thing. Right, I wouldn't want that. No, <laughs> but uh, that that sounds cool. Hosted by George, obviously. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he would be he, his personality, man. It would just be. It would be again that that slight difference that could make it beautiful. You know, it'll make it our yeah. community. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Exactly. Another great soundbite. <laughs> if George is listening, you know, you want to host you the, no, the uh, whole, future vaporwave words. Yeah. No, the, the, the whole thing, everything is like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Get with it, guys. 2020, yo. 2020. <clears throat> All right. Let's talk about some of the other artists you've worked with. I mentioned Twin Pines Mall. I want to tell. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Twin Pines Mall, man. Not people don't talk about him enough. Bogus Collective, yeah. amazing Dude, label. That's that's what everything Below he Zero posts came, is actually fucking fire. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that was the same kind of thing. It was like it was the, it was on for like a week or whatever, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, you can just have it on your page too." And I was like, "Oh okay, <laughs> nice." I, I like I like forgot <laughs> like that. I could. I was like, "Oh, yeah. I'm shooting the song sound cool, whatever." But yeah, I mean, <laughs> just he what he's doing too he's actually i felt bad for i think i didn't mention him in the twitter post i actually did with my label about his label inspiring us because i don't think he has a twitter for his label or something it was something like that i couldn't find it yeah um yeah but man like he's another one like that bogus collective dude just loved what he was doing love that you could be this artist that has a cool like label that shows great art out there that they're, they're just artists you know people don't realize that there's such talent out there and like we can just help like again just come together and kind of help do that instead of being that other side where we have to all battle each other it doesn't have to be a battle you know we're yeah. all doing our beautiful things and we could all do it next to each other <laughs> you know <laughs> so you did you did two songs with him got to catch them all and fly yeah uh, let's talk about like what producing those songs with him was like. Uh, the first with them one, actually, I don't know what their um, identity is actually. Oh yeah. Um, well, with "Gotta Catch 'Em All" is actually fun, is because uh, we were kind of going back and forth in emails a lot on what we wanted to do with this one funk, like kind of future funkish track I was doing, and uh, it got really weird in the middle. It gets like into this weird trap world. It kind of flips you on your head in that song. 
And I, I kind of like, I don't know, like after that ended or whatever, it would kind of get in that funk part again. I was starting to hear, for some reason, the polka rap was starting to like pop in my head in the same tempo, the same like style. And I was like, man, it'd be, I think it'd be really cool. And I was telling Twin Pines this, I was like, you, you think it'd be weird if like I showed you this version where like I put the polka rap in there randomly? And he's like, he's like, yeah, let me listen to whatever. Like, I, I was even telling him, like, I'm warning you, it might be silly. I don't know, <laughs> man. Like, it, I really pushed it here, you know. And he took a listen. He was like, man, this is like, this is pretty great. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it definitely works. And I think he actually, he's the one that put something in the beginning that kind of like introduced it or whatever coming. You could like hear him talking about it. And then he like chops it up. So he like put a little bit into it. And I think it was because he's the one that gave me that sample originally. Like he sampled something and I was like, that's oh, a little slow, but I like the song you sampled. So I like, he just sent me the song he sampled. And I was like, Oh cool. There's like a funky part in here. And then I just literally like made it a whole different world of just like the new poker rap, which was pretty bold. I think it's pretty fun though. I like listening to it a lot. Yeah. It's like, you want to hear the poker rap? Listen to that song. Definitely. That makes you dance. And what about Fly? And Fly from po- um, from Poker Wave Two. Yeah, which was again, I kind of what I liked doing is that the names, as it being a series, I wanted to like have names kind of connect with each other, which I'm going to do with Poker Wave Three and so on, where like names will kind of coexist. Like Surf is on the first, then you got Fly on the second. I do want to have like Strength and you know every kind of HM you collect, you know, like because yeah. those words too, they're just such like fly it's just such a i know it's such a a big idea you know like i feel like it's a very big idea can just be this anything you're coming up with in your head which i liked um Mm -hmm. and fly was really just something like i made this cool like trap vibe on like an old it i don't even want to give a sample away but people i I honestly think if you listen to enough 90s r&b you'll know where the sample's from and you'll sing the chorus very slowly um, nice <laughs> but it's it's great because like i just grabbed um <laughs> but it was like that vibe of like flying on a pidgeot just flying around like and just being free and that's what i wanted is like this real freeness to it and uh that's when i sent it to him and it was like the original sample whatever trappy and he's uh he was actually like you know like he sent me it it's cool and everything he's like let me try a little something different i'm gonna try to like chop up the sample and kind of make it like bounce a little bit back and forth i was like okay like that sounds cool like i trust you like i trust you on the last song like that's what i love about these guys like i trust some of these dudes like pretty well to where i'm like you know what i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna even question you just give me it and let me see what happens uh but then he sent it to me and then it gave me the idea to kind of be like well he's bouncing back and forth a lot and like sometimes it was like you know the chops would like like um, like not even his fault but like kind of clip a little bit in a sense so i was like oh i want to like it sounds glitchy already like it's starting to glitch out so i wanted to like add that production technique where i kind of like played with a bit crusher and i actually um like latched that effect so it would just like i could control when the bit crush was happening and how often and how much was happening so it then started to sound kind of like a game boy was just starting to like glitch out and almost like explode so that was a fun that was a fun little thing. Nice. That's so cool, man. Hearing you talk about your music, like I, I hope people that listen to this episode go back and listen to the music because you're really adding a lot more to the story behind the music for me. It's going to make it a lot more powerful when I go back and listen to it after this interview. 
Hell yeah, man. That means a lot. Seriously. Like, I hope people can understand that too. And that was a big reason I'd like people to hear my stories in any sense. Because it will mm. help a little bit, you know? Definitely. And your mother Marowak story. Yeah, it's all great. I want to ask you about all these songs, but like, we don't have time. Right? Yeah. We'll do a part two another time. Sure. I'm up for it. At the regular interview with the other guys on the show. Oh, yeah. Are there any other artists you work with that you want to talk about? Maybe VCR Not or Paranormal? VCR Not, I'm really, I'm actually so proud he got on Biz, uh, on Biz Casual. Like, that New Islands record is so, so good. Like, and I love that he's like, really, he's creating his own samples. He like, samples his original synth melodies which is cool i really like artists that do that it's not very showcased enough but like just the idea of plunder phonics doesn't always have to stay like i'm gonna find a song on youtube to slow down like i like when it's like hey you know like some artists just like have these melodies in their head they'll create them and then just like add the plunder phonic vibe after it which is a really interesting technique which my buddy when he comes into vaporwave he's doing the same kind of thing which is great yeah um but yeah, VCR not big ups to him. I actually liked working with him a lot. Probably will in the future as well with Poke Wave, especially. Um, and then Paranormal, he's a new one for me, man. I actually just met him on the Poke Wave 2 tape when he sent me a song. I we didn't even meet. He sent me the song, to be honest. And like we met right there. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Thanks for the track that you submitted. And uh, <laughs> I was just like, you know, I heard it and it just, I was like, bang, it's uh, Bill's PC on Poke Wave 2. Um, that's what I'm referencing. And, uh, yeah, he, he made this vibe where I was starting to listen to it. And I was like, man, I, all I want to add to this song for him is like just the logging on to Bill's PC in the, in the video game. And it just like kind of all worked with the fill and everything to where I was like, man, now it feels like you're, you're kind of in that computer visiting all those Pokemon that you can't carry in your Pokeballs. Like you're that's just like so jamming. And oh my God. It's a very campy song that I really like. It's very just like, it's just jamming. I don't know. I love it. I that's love what he so does. Awesome. Oh my God. I can't get over it, man. Just the, the way you project us into the Pokemon universe, it's better than playing a Pokemon video game. Like seriously, even though we're, this is where all, all of our nostalgia comes from. At least a good majority of it, apart from the films and the show and the cards. The cards and the games. And whatever and else. The franchise of just all of it. But man, like, oh, it's so good to have you on the show to talk about this stuff. Thank you, man. I, w- I would come back anytime. This is, this is so much fun. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, here we go. What is your, uh, not procedure, how do I say this? Okay, so with your first PokeWave record, you had a particular knowledge of your DAW and how to produce this digital music with Pokewave 2. It came out, I don't know, what was it, six months, eight months later? Right, yeah. Uh, you have put out some other records maybe or some other music or worked on other stuff and probably developed some more skills um, from when you put the first one out and then you put out the GoldenEye record. So I want to know, like what and how you have learned and how you've learned it um, to kind of improve upon your previous work for the third album, because, you know, there's no way you can't do that in a way, right? Like, right. As you perfect your craft, as you listen 
to other music, you're we're always learning, right? Always learning. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, and I actually, actually I told my friend this when he hung out is that uh, I have a buddy of mine that's doesn't like matter very, who you are. Uh, he was very particular in like writing and everything, very careful and doesn't release a lot. And I always told him, you know, like no matter how much you want to focus on something like that, like you want to just like nitpick every little thing, no one's ever going to like see that part of the song and be able to tell you, hey, 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 don't touch that. That's okay. That sounds cool. You know, and I feel like that's like yeah, my whole that's process. Good is point. Like if I'm something, if I know in my heart, I'm happy with something, I know I can just say like package it up. And especially when I make my own album covers and everything, it always helps for me to package my own album in a sense to kind of like make it all come together for myself to be able to be like, okay, it's ready. Like this is beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm happy with it. And there's no, you know, there's no turning back kind of thing where like, I, you know, if I did, if I didn't do that, like who would know what's good or not? Like, I don't know what's good or truly good until others can see my art for themselves. It's all about showing it people. I'm not trying to keep this for myself. I want, I want to just share the experience. It's not even like I want to show people for, I don't care about being famous. It's all about just if I make someone smile or someone like even tears and happiness, that's like beautiful. I want to make people feel. Mm-hmm. I can tell man, just by the way you talk, dude. Uh, I love that. That's why I make uh, music and why I make films actually is because I want people to like learn something or see something that they hadn't seen before, like someone else's perspective on life or an experience that they've never had that will teach them something about themselves, like how they behave or how they um, appreciate things in their life, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, like you even said, there's a lot you can do with art. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, with PokeWave, even like, if you don't like Pokemon, like you said, it's not even about liking Pokemon per se. It's about like understanding, especially the first uh, understanding friendship. And I think that's a really important thing that people should like learn about is like, I know that sounds silly, but like you don't learn that in school really anymore. Like people don't learn like how important friendship is. because it's like it just seems like such an old idea like yeah whatever like, hmm. like you know being friends like i have friends it's like do you truly have friends though like do you have a friend that will truly put themselves out of their way or like take a bullet for you in a sense like that's the friendship i talk about in like, poke wave it's like, yeah you know and like poke wave 2 literally goes on the opposite end of that it's like when you lose those friends and we all have i have honestly it's sad like two handfuls of friends to drug diagnosis and like same dark dark things that like i have to i I have to kind of get that out of my system to something you know and poke wave 2 is that outlet of like people lose others in dark disturbing ways but you have to remember like the friendship will never die like friendship is a powerful thing keeps us going those smiles keep us going you know like that's why even poke wave 3 and the rest of the series it's going to talk about like real feelings that like it's more than just pokemon but it is pokemon you know like it's showing you that's what pokemon at least to me yeah that's it's a reflection yes yeah exactly yeah as as an old ass man you know i've i've lost many many friends because i didn't realize how important it was to stay in touch and put the effort in and keep following up and even if they weren't being receptive you know like there's so many uh, different history timelines of friendship that you have with people. That's like, man, like 
well, I don't want to throw that away, but you just kind of grow apart. And that's what, you know, it's funny. And that's what I love about this poke wave stuff. And, and you're, you know, maybe just poke wave mostly, but just your music, like the, the lo-fi vibe that you go for sometimes vapor trap. I want to get into that in a second, actually the different sounds that you, you cover, but, uh, the people that you have in your life, it's like, it's so, they're so fleeting and you don't realize it sort of. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, you can add as many people on Facebook as you want to stay in touch. But those connections that you have with people over a long period of time, that's the shit that lasts. Like the relationship between Pikachu and Ash, you know, it's like, that's a long and relationship and it's like, powerful for a reason. Yeah. And it's such a small like detail, but I mean, look where Ash and Pikachu are now. I mean, you think about in the animation world, yeah, he hasn't aged in 20 years, but like fact is like the most real thing about that is that no matter how much they age and how much they like progress, they've been together for their entire lives. They're always together. Like that's true mm-hmm. friendship. It's those exactly people, like, like no matter what, even if they're gone, you know, like those people, I have good friends that are gone now, but I know like even with my music and my energy that I can keep them alive. You can keep those people alive, you know, just crazy. Interesting. I wish I had a way to keep some of my other lost friends alive. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's ways and, you know, there's signs everywhere and I, I don't, I'm not a religious person at all. I believe more into the just energies that are felt by everybody, just human beings in general. And like, I know that there's, there's, you know ways around all of us that we could always keep someone alive or there you know we already are just a smile every day you know like certain little things people don't want to pay attention to there's little aspects of your life that they're proud of so yo here's a tangent you ever notice how you, you play smash i imagine I you do, do. How could you oh, not? I yeah i got ultimate. you ever notice how like pokemon f- fans and, and like just convention people and smash players like when you meet people at those things that's friends for life a lot of times yeah like i've met some friends at smash tournaments and even online um it's like getting someone's friend code playing other games with them and then getting their discord and yeah like and you know like the smash uh, community is like so tight it's like part of sorry to interrupt no no uh it's just funny how we're talking about Pokemon and friendship within that game. Uh-huh. But then in real life, this is actually the one of the things like all the Pokemon characters in Smash and you know Nintendo right. that keep that that push that idea kind of outside of the game. Like it it's uh what's the word? There's a good word I'm looking for. It like permeates it. It escapes the world of the game and and right engulfs yeah, no, I know us what you're saying. in yeah. real life. Yeah, so funny. It is, and it's crazy because, like, I was gonna even mention too. Not only uh, Pokemon fan, like, since I was a kid, but I mean, I exclusively have a Nintendo Switch, and uh, you know, the chances of Nintendo listening to this. But like, I'm a huge, huge Nintendo fan, just in general. Of like, I've always believed that Nintendo was always about playing with your friends. And I know that sounds like a very small, like, well, of course you want to play with your friends. No, but truly, like. Nintendo is about playing with your friends. Other systems are more about you want to compete with the world. You know, like I want to beat the world. I want to kill everybody and like be the top last alive kind of battle royale games, like cool games. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even dissing them. 
not downing them. They're all cool. And I get it. It's fun. But like when you have so much competition, that's so grueling like that, where it's like, you know, one-on-one even like where I'm going to, I'm going to beat this player. Like, you know, that, that hardcore competition, sometimes it's nice to just kind of sit back and just play with your true friends and have a good time. Like that's not remembered in gaming too much. Like sometimes like, I feel like that's forgotten. It's always about it is like, a winning. <laughs> we kind of owe it to Nintendo in a way it's for like bringing, reminding people how important like couch co-op gaming is apart from yes. PC gaming. We have a lot of amazing indie games that are like, you know, made for sitting on the couch with your friends and all playing yeah. on the same screen. But you're so right. Like as far as consoles go, once the PS3 and Xbox or Xbox 360 came out, mm-hmm. all, all of these games like stripped away the ability to play with someone on your screen. I'll never forget. I got SSX. I used to play SSX Tricky all of the oh, time. Oh, God. That game is so good. And the soundtrack is so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. The announcer, like, I yeah, know, everything. Um, but it came out for PS3 and I got that. And there was no local multiplayer. I was so cheesed. Like, that was the first time I realized I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and then I, I was like, okay, it's by EA. So, okay, they're going to put their money into the into the graphics and all that sort of stuff and then use that as an excuse just not to develop multiplayer at all but there's some games that have crazy graphics on ps3 that do have local multiplayer so i don't know but you're right about this sort of trend where from like 2012 to 2016 or something people forgot or i don't know about the years but about that couch co-op gaming and uh the Wii was kind of a savior yeah. because it made people play in the same room and stuff. Yeah. And then again, after the Wii, bit. we lost it all. Yeah. 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 And then and then the Switch, it was like, bam, back to the couch co-op gaming again. And so then I got to give a shout out to Nintendo. I love. <laughs> I love it. it like, for I feel sure. Like you got from four every... players. Yeah. GameCube. Four players. Yep. Hell yeah. Yo, like on Private Suite Twitch tonight, this episode's coming after tonight it's kind nice. of confusing yeah um but like today which it's day is it? wednesday the 11th we're the playing 11th. mario party on game like a gamecube version of mario party on pc and we're streaming that together like the private suite people like just a couple people oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know to, to bond and chill out yeah couch co-op gaming through the internet yeah right? because we live in different countries but Oh yeah, yeah. Couch co-op gaming, man. There's nothing like it. Yeah, there really isn't. And like, what's cool, even going back to Nintendo, even online. I, it's so funny that I've played like Mario Kart. I have Mario Kart on here. I got Smash. Like, I, I have most of like the Nintendo like gold games. And like, you play online with some of these people. It's so funny how like I've had the friendliest conversations. With people, I'm like, it's like me, like a one-on-one battle in Smash. And we're just like shooting the shit about how much we love this game. <laughs> and like, you know, like we're competing, but it's like cool. Like, man, did you see that fucking like movie? Like that actually did look pretty awesome. You actually kind of kicked my ass there. I'm not even going to lie. Like, you so, don't see that from hold, a lot of systems. Hold up. Nintendo added voice to online? They sure did. It's it's through the cell phone app. Nice. It's like it's like an interesting thing. It's like cell through phone app, whatever. It wirelessly connects to your switch, but it's nice. It, it works. It's nice. And I swear, dude, it's the nicest conversations I've ever had. 
That's cool though. That's cool. Yeah. I just feel like Nintendo's always like friend codes still. Friend codes. What? Yeah. I, I, Come I don't on. Want to talk about friend codes. <laughs> Get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me like, come on, dude. Yo, what, I don't have a Switch because they're expensive. It's the most expensive console right now. Like, I how think is it that? still is. It's like four hundred. Jeez, I saw it for two ninety nine American. I think so. Yeah, about four hundred with no game. Controllers are like eighty dollars. So mm-hmm. I just go PC. But yo, I got a DS. Do you play Smash Four? Because I'd be down for that. Oh, dude, I I wish I still had my DS, but I literally I uh I upgraded. Oh no. Traded my 3DS for my Switch. Oh, okay. Yep. That's a good idea. I have two 3DSs, actually. Maybe I'll get some dollars off. Right. I think That's I paid a like good 50 idea. bucks for mine, dude. Like, my 3DS is pretty decent connection, so I just, like, traded it in and paid 50 bucks for a Switch. It was the... 50? Dude, that's yeah. crazy. Where? Yeah, because it, well, it, it was at GameStop, but I traded in my 3DS and all my games. Oh, all your games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, I mean, like, I, I had a good collection. Mm-hmm. I had, like, Pokemon Sun and Moon like collection. Like, it was good. Oh, nice. Which Sun and Moon, uh, that was a fun one too. Little Hawaii-themed Pokemon. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I played them for a bit. Yeah. I thought, I hate the idea of getting rid of physical games though because they just get more rare by the day. Do they do? And that's honestly, yeah. like even goes back to like my label having physical releases or any label having physical releases. That whole idea, like that brings me back to like having a game in your hand and just like holding on, you know, like I love the idea of holding something. Just physical release games, and you're like, I don't want them yeah. to go away because I love collecting that. That's a collection. We just did like a half an hour segment on one of the recent podcast episodes where we talked about physical games and like boxes. I used to collect all the boxes. We won't, we don't have to get into that tangent now, but oh, of course, it's I mean, a sad, sad we times out there, man. <laughs> yeah, like what's no, in the switch. Mean. What's in a box for a new game? It's like the the disc or the cartridge, and then not even an instruction manual, not even any anything. It's just a fucking what is that? Like the Wimis warning shit. Like don't get a seizure and all that. Like what yep. is that? There's nothing. Favor. Yeah, it's like they like waste. Give us what we want. Yeah, I don't know. There's some people that still respect it. You see, like Indiegogo campaigns starting up for like games that'll have a physical. Like a true physical, yeah. I just saw like I am eight bit or something put out the Lion King games for SNES on cartridge again or something like that. But they're like sixty dollars American. They look great, but it's like ugh, it's just yeah, brutal <laughs> times, man. Steep. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot for the good old times. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, okay, a new question. So let's. I I talked about how you. Enjoy Plunter Phonics and different types of vapor sounding stuff, vapor trap, lo-fi, glitchy, like super glitchy, trippy, atmospheric stuff. Oh, yeah. Where do you get your inspiration for all these different sounds from? And like, how do you decide what song on the album or what album is going to have that sound? More interestingly, I think the different songs on the on one album, how you transition from one from one sound theme sort of to another. From song to song. Oh yeah. So like with with the whole thing on like theming an entire album, it usually always comes with like if I know I have this like this theme kind of like an energy, I would call it, like this energy of Pokemon or like the the 007 energy I got. It's something inspired by like, you know, an old thought I'll have around like, man, like honestly, the 007 EP, for instance, I really 
really thinking about that game because I just got a 64 with my buddy. Actually, we just like I want. I actually got an eBay bid for a, a Nintendo 64, two car, uh, two controllers, and Doom 64 included for forty dollars on a bid because I'm a master at last minute bidding. It's ridiculous, dude. That's good. Wow. Yeah, forty dollars. Like, it's crazy. A controller um, but, will cost forty dollars. Oh yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Like especially in Nintendo wow. brand controllers, it's like so hard to find those now that are like working. It's yeah. ridiculous. GameCube controllers, pff, good luck. Yeah, good luck. And then, like, with that, you know, it's like those thoughts where, like, I literally missed that game. So I was like, I want to make this, like, cool idea. And, you know, obviously, again, my recreational smoking, it kind of inspired everything in a snowball of, like, okay, I want to kind of go this direction. Because I felt like 007 was a very dark vapor trap vibe, kind of puts you in this world of those guttery sound kind of snares and very, like, Everything sounds like it's in a basement bunker type vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, then with every song and everything, it really just comes down to like all my influences. I mean, my I didn't forgot to mention Blank Banshee, huge, uh, and Vapor Trap. That's a huge, I mean, this all three albums, Zero, One, and uh, I think it's Zero, One, and Two. Um, yeah, and Mega. And then, and Mega, oh my gosh. Just it's just the what he does with sounds is is so inspiring to where I get like my glitchiness from and like my vapor trap kind of uh, aspects is very mm-hmm. like inspired by Blank Banshee to where you know even my ambient stuff is inspired by people like Boards of Canada which not a lot of people nice to. like Boards of Canada is like top of one actually probably one of the top three artists of all time yeah uh, they're. They're fucking crazy, man. You can spend years diving into their sound and collection of music. And they're, again, another... Oh, just to to clarify, sorry. Oh, no, Uh, you're good. Blank Banshee 2 was mega. There's no actual 2. That's what I thought. Okay, see, I knew it. I was like, is there one, two? Yeah. I knew he, like, counted up. It was so weird. Counted down. I don't know. It's a weird guy. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Um, Love him. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, like, with even with boards, I think Boards of Canada not just musically inspired me, but with something like, for instance, everything you do is a balloon, which is like mm-hmm. the just, just be like the idea of diving in a world. Like, you just go into this world that you don't even quite understand, but you're so comfortable. It's so weird. Like, that's the only way I can explain it. And that's what really got me. I want to create that feeling like i want someone to like come visit my world like come visit like your home almost and like the home is your music sound like that's that was really interesting boards of canada just being able to invite people into this world that they created for you and you don't even quite understand why (laughs) you're just like well i'm here now this is insane (laughs) crazy yeah i love boards of canada Dude, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been such a treat getting to dive into all your music and your thought process and everything. Thank you so much. It's been a treat even being here. I would come back in a heartbeat. (laughs) Awesome. I hope you had fun. I think we're pretty much getting to the end of my questions here. So I don't know if there's anything you want to uh, say before we kind of hit the road or any shouts out you want to give and so on. Um, I did, I did a good few, I feel like even during it. Um, but I would like to say obviously to all, all my like fans, supporters, like, thank you so much for just being able to like, let me express some of these, like just some of these 
like vibes I really needed to get through. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, not only did this music help me get through a lot of the things in my life, but hopefully, and I've actually heard stories about this and it helps you get through yours. And that just honestly, like makes me emotional just thinking about that. Cause that's what I do this for. Like, I want to go on this journey together and I'm so glad I have like all these supporters and I would even call friends to like understand what, yeah, just so thankful for the community too. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, thanks, dude. I'm thankful for you, man. You have such a great perspective on things and like you're the way you're kind of tuned in is fucking fabulous. I love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate um, that. And no problem, dude. No problem. It's uh it's the least I can say, honestly. <laughs> and I'm very much looking forward to what you have coming up in the future. Um, everybody check out Neon95 at neon95.bandcamp.com. You got uh, Twitter as well. That's Neon95. That's, uh, no, wait, Neon95 Vibes, right? Yes. Yeah. Someone took Neon95. I don't know who it is. Bastards. You're out there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you better give it back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're coming for you. Um, Check him out on Spotify as well. Uh, Check out his he has some you have some videos on youtube check those out just check out neo 95 man it's a brilliant time you're gonna have a lot of fun because i certainly do myself thank you very much (laughs) thank you once again my friend thank you it's been a pleasure oh yeah dude pleasure's all mine seriously have a good night and uh yeah we'll we'll keep talking all right thank you cool all the best my friend cheers all right, that was my interview with Neon95. What a blast that was. It was really cool to dive into all that Pokemon stuff and everything else that we talked about. Thanks as always for listening. If you want to visit our website, you can check out some of the other episodes, privatesweetmag.com. We also have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We post some YouTube videos. We're on Twitch, streaming, and also check us out on Patreon. That's number one because we're doing lots of cool stuff for our patrons. We're giving away like three 300 albums every day, nearly, on for the December Advent calendar uh, to our patrons. So check out our Twitter for that. We're posting all the information there constantly. And we gave away a locker, if you haven't heard, that has some really cool Vaporwave stuff in it. So yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash PrivateSweetMag, I think. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> So anyway, thanks everybody for listening once again, and I hope everybody's doing well. Take care of yourself during the holiday season and have some fun, and we'll see you soon. Here's some music from our friend Neon95. Hope you enjoy. Take care.
jump back, then we'll fall.